0: This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan agriculture today, brought to you by Harvard Western insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com and brought to you by the Assiniboia livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today, we talk about the Russian invasion of Ukraine and its huge impact on grain prices. Markets are up limit amounts this morning. SARM seeks more rural municipalities to join the Crime Watch program, and President Ray Orb comments on the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Farm journalist Kevin Hirsch discusses the latest crop insurance coverage numbers in depth. We have a good detailed look at all the crop insurance coverage. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This portion of Saskatchewan agriculture today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. The Russian invasion of Ukraine is having a significant impact on grain markets. Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial, Adam Pacalo says grain prices have spiraled upward following the Russian attack.
1: Well, Jim, all of the markets starting off were significantly higher overnight. Most notably on the wheat side, Chicago and Kansas up limit 50 cents on the day. At one point, Minneapolis spring wheat was up limit. As we're talking here today, it is currently off the limit. Canola at one point as well, too, was near its limit of $60 a ton on the day, uh, significantly higher, still up about $40 on the day. There is even some news as well, too, um, just on the stock market to note, very volatile just in every market. Gold is up approximately $50. The WTI oil April contract reached to 100.54 on the day, Uh, still up about $5, but uh, trading around $98 a barrel. So definitely, the story is going to be is whether this you know, the grain markets are going to kind of continue higher. That's what I've been getting, you know, a lot of questions, you know, from clients lately. And right now, again, the the trend is still up. However, this is, I would say, there's going to be fortunes made and fortunes lost in this. And for clients, I'm more looking on the protection side for new crops. So uh, what are you, how can you take advantage of this rally in prices?
0: And how do you take advantage of those prices?
1: Well, through various futures and options strategies is how I can help clients as well, even looking for clients to be possibly putting in targets, maybe if if they're comfortable forward selling some. I have clients that are looking for that magic $25 mark on canola. And uh, we did reach over that in some companies I heard early this morning. So there's lots of ways for, for farms to look at managing their risk.
0: What seems to be the trend, though, right now?
1: Again, right now, some of these grains are locked limit up, meaning that you cannot actually buy the futures right now. You can sell them, though. And if the market, the grain markets close at one twenty Central time, they'll reopen again at 7 p.m. Central time in the evening, and then that's where we might start to see some more fireworks, to be honest.
0: Adam Picallo is a Commodity Futures advisor with PI Financial. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca. The Saskatchewan Association of Rural Municipalities is encouraging RMs to set up more crime watch initiatives. SARM President Ray Orb says there are 22 rural crime watch areas in the 296 RMs. He adds rural crime is a serious concern.
2: Yeah, we're asking for rural municipalities to become uh, uh, rural crime watch members to actually join uh, uh, the Saskatchewan-wide uh, provincial crime watch association, and we want them to um, to get people in their RMs to work together uh, with the RM. Uh, the first uh, step would be to contact a local RCMP detachment and get them involved because they're they're really good at uh, getting it started. So. When, when the Rural Crime Watch Association is is begun in a local area, um, they're you know at the ears eyes of the RCMP so they can report things to the RCMP and they can also uh, uh, receive information from the RCMP that are looking for you know certain individuals, maybe certain makes of vehicles, license plate numbers, things like that. So we think it's really important. Uh, we're really pushing this now. Uh, we uh, have about 22, maybe a few more RMs that have joined their own or uh, formed their own Crime Watch Association, but we want that to increase rapidly, and we want eventually uh, as many of the 296 RMs that are members uh, to uh, to get into that.
0: So, what are the benefits here?
2: Well, the benefits we're hoping, are, you know. Deterring rural crime is the number one goal because there is still too much rural crime in Saskatchewan and we want to um, try and curb some of that. So the first thing to do is to have people watching, you know, and uh, people in the rural areas that are farming, uh, that are ranching, you know, they're doing their day-to-day business. Uh, they can watch out for things and that really changes. That's really a game changer as far as, as, far as doing surveillance and so uh, that's our goal is to to get those people involved
0: you want volunteers for Rural Crime Watch what does it entail them doing what do they have to do
2: well the first thing of course is to contact the uh, RCMP and I would imagine the RCMP we're gonna would meet with the council uh, so it would actually be the council that, that would be uh, initiating this and so uh, they're most likely going to use something that's called WhatsApp so that's a special app that can be used on cell phones, or it could be some other way of using, you know, some kind of other media that people would keep in touch. So those uh, orders that are sent out from the RCP as far as uh, things that are happening, you know, things to watch for, uh, things like that, would be sent out from the RCP. But they also could be sent out m- among the groups So people that are watching for things, you know, would contact each other, and the RCP would be kept in that loop.
0: You said there's 22 established and we've got 296 RM. so you've got a, a big job to get more, more involved.
2: Yeah, we haven't been really operating. The Provincial Association hasn't been in uh, operation for all that long. So, you know, because of COVID, of course, things did slow down. So we're putting this on the agenda at our March convention that's uh, coming up in Regina. And uh, they're going to be, uh, gentlemen, uh, people are speaking to this. Uh, and they'll also be in the trade show. So we're urging our RM members to go in and you know, touch base with them and get more information on this.
0: Has rural crime been increasing in recent years?
2: You know, it's a stat that keeps going up and down. And the latest stats that we did get from the RSP showed that there was a slight decrease. And we think that's most likely because of COVID, because things slowed down. Uh, However, they're starting to go up again, and it is sporadic, but it's the time of years, too. It's usually in the spring or the fall that there's more activity out in the rural area. This time of year, not as much because, you know, a lot of the roads uh, into farm reserves, especially the vacant ones, are impassable. So uh, it's a a number that's just too high, and we'd simply like to lower that and eventually make it so that it is safer and people feel safer out in the rural areas.
0: On another topic, Ray, your thoughts about the invasion of Ukraine by Russia?
2: Well, you know, it's uh, it's very upsetting. Of course, it shouldn't be a surprise to us because you know, Vladimir Putin has surrounded, especially the east and the northern side of Ukraine for for quite a while. So now they are uh, they are invading, and uh, it's 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 really upsetting. Especially if you know people that have relatives, you know, ones that grew up in the Ukraine, and uh, it just seems very frustrating. Canada is, of course, uh, taking action, as is the United States and some of the other allied countries, you know, as far as, you know, trade embargoes and things like that. But it really looks like this is playing out to be a major problem. And, um, you know, we would have hoped there would be some diplomatic kind of arrangement before this happened. But uh, the Ukrainian army, of course, it seems like they have been supplied with some good armament. So, um, uh, they're apt to, uh, you know, hopefully to be able to defend themselves, and we hope uh, that's the case. But the loss of lives really, you know, should be stopped, and we would hope that it would stop.
0: Do you support Canada taking trade action uh, embargoes, that kind of thing, against Russia?
2: Yeah, you know, I think we would. Of course, you know, municipal organizations are, not you ask much about this, but I think our members would support that because what uh, Vladimir Putin is doing is wrong and uh, whatever Canada can do to hopefully get Putin to uh, reconsider that. But that doesn't seem to be the case, so I'm not sure what the next step will be. That might be uh, a role for the United Nations. Perhaps uh, NATO is uh, like to get involved too. If Putin decides to go into a NATO country, then that would be a game-changer.
0: Ray Orb is the president of the Saskatchewan Association of Rural Municipalities. <laughs> time now for real agriculture with sean haney brought to you in part by karst holdings in assiniboia and schlamps integra tire in grenfell your
3: locally owned integra tire dealers on the source 620 ckrm
4: this is your real agriculture update The Saskatchewan Stock Growers Foundation, along with Real Agriculture, invite you to join us for a webinar on conservation easements on Thursday, March 3rd at 7 p.m. Central. Find out more and register for the webinar at realagriculture.com slash ssgf. Everybody's been following it. It seems like the, the longest winter trying to figure out what's going on in this fertilizer market. Where are we going with prices? Where are we going with supply? Add on top of that some of the geopolitical stuff that's happening. There is a lot to decipher, figure out, and make the best decision for our farms. Here to shed some light on what is happening is Andy Young. He's Director of for Market and Strategic Analysis at the Mosaic Company. Andy, thanks a lot for joining us here today.
5: Well, thanks for having me, Sean.
4: Yeah, so Andy, in your career, have you ever seen anything like the, the past uh, nine months in the fertilizer market?
5: Uh, in my career, I have. Uh, If we think back to 2008 in particular, that was very similar in terms of how quickly supply and demand tightened and how uh, significantly prices rose over a very short period of time.
4: Now, but in that scenario, when we got to spring, if my memory serves me right, prices dropped pretty significantly once we got to springtime. We've we've seen a little bit of a correction, but it, it, it doesn't feel like we've seen that same sort of price drop.
5: That's true, and the big difference, or what drove that subsequent crash in late 2008 and into 2009 was uh, mostly around demand. That ag commodity prices really fell off starting in the summer of 2008, and demand for fertilizer products and other inputs waned. Um, We're not seeing that this time around. Uh, In fact, we're seeing the opposite, that ag commodity prices continue to rally, therefore, demand is is quite strong and more importantly of late is some of these supply disruptions that we're seeing around the world uh, some of which are related to geopolitical tensions we did not have those types of very significant or potentially very significant supply disruptions back in 2008 or 2009 that we're seeing today
4: yeah speaking of the geopolitics you know the there's lots happening, a uh, continued very fluid situation between Russia and, and Ukraine. Russia's a pretty significant energy exporter. Fertilizer production takes a lot of energy. How does this potentially impact uh, the fertilizer production?
5: Uh, it has the potential to be you know, quite significant, frankly. Um, Russia is a major supplier of nitrogen. Fertilizers, from an exporting standpoint, uh, the numbers vary by the type of nitrogen product, whether it's ammonia, uh, UAM, etc. Uh, but they are a very major player. Um, they are also a very significant exporter of potash, uh, and even from a phosphate standpoint, uh, they're they're meaningful. They're not as large uh, in absolute volumes as they are in in N or in potash. Uh, but they are a significant player in that market as well.
4: Yeah, and so how do producers interpret all this? Like, how? What kind of advice or recommendation do you have to them to, to make a decision that's the right one for their farm, given all the stuff that is happening currently in the market right now?
5: Well, it's very difficult to provide that an answer because we don't have the answers ourselves. These are very fluid situations, and uh, they can you know, accelerate or decelerate fairly quickly. Uh, I think from a grower standpoint, uh, the most important thing to do is, you know, run those numbers and understand, you know, what their farm needs and what their, the crop that they intend to grow, what it needs in terms of inputs. Um, Given supply chain disruptions, I would behoove growers to look to secure that supply sooner rather than later. and just because of the, the availability crunch that could be coming if there are further disruptions to supply related to these geopolitical um, machinations. Uh, so unfortunately not, not great answers uh, or definitive answers, but I think that's the best guidance that we could provide.
4: This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com.
2: The Saskatchewan Stock Growers Foundation is a new land trust that will be offering term conservation easements which are legally binding agreements that are tied to the land title and can be used to restrict the breaking of native grasslands in southwest Saskatchewan. CEs in perpetuity are not new, but term CEs have never been implemented before. To learn more, join us for a video launch webinar and discussion on conservation easements on March 3rd at 8pm Central. To register, visit realagriculture.com ssgf.
5: Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan
0: Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly sunny today, light winds, the high minus 18. Winds up to 15 km per hour, the low minus 29. Wind chill minus 28 tonight, minus 40 overnight. Friday sunny, wind southwest 20. The high minus 10, the low minus 13. Saturday, sunny with a high minus 3, the low minus 10. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high minus 5, the low minus 8. Monday, partly cloudy, the high minus 3, the low minus 10. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high zero, the low minus 6. Wednesday, partly cloudy, and a high forecast of plus 1. The normal high for this date, minus 5, the normal low is minus 16. The sun rose at 7.53 this morning. It sets at 6.30 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot right now is up north. Buffalo Narrows at minus 16. The cold spot, even further north or up north, Nipawin at minus 27. Estevan is minus 20. Saskatoon, minus 19. Swift Current, minus 21. Weyburn, minus 22. Yorkton, minus 23. Regina has scattered clouds. It's a bright, sunny day. Minus 23. That's nine below Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 23. Humidity is 64%. The barometer rising, 103.2. Partly cloudy and Moose Jaw, minus 19. Winds are from the east at 11. Once again, Regina, scattered cloud, minus 23. That's nine below Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers mcdougalauctions.com, and brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems expect the best. Saskatchewan Crop Insurance announced its price levels for the various crops this week. The coverage includes canola at $17.01 a bushel, hard red spring wheat at $8.71 a bushel, durum at $11.16, barley $5.77 oats $5.63 a bushel, flax $19.05, large green lentils are $0.36 a pound, red lentils $0.34 and canary seed $0.36 a pound. Manitoba announced its crop insurance price levels about a month ago. In comparison for canola, Saskatchewan is a little over $1 a bushel higher, while hard red spring wheat and barley are about $0.80 a bushel lower for coverage than Manitoba. Oats, flax and peas are the same or very similar in the two provinces. Kevin Hirsch is an agricultural journalist, consultant, and farmer from the Cabri area in southwest Saskatchewan. We asked Kevin about the seventeen dollars one cent a bushel crop insurance price for canola.
3: A lot of people will plug that number into their yield guarantee and canola will look very favorable. And of course, nobody wants to collect crop insurance, but especially on the western side of Saskatchewan where snow cover is still scant and drought. worries uh, are very real people may look at the different coverage between crops and say oh man i've got a whole lot more coverage on this particular crop than that particular crop and it may actually change some feeding plans for the upcoming season and i suspect it's seventeen dollars a bushel for crop insurance coverage canola will look pretty favorable for crop insurance coverage for many producers and the price is not out of line. You can lock in a new crop canola price uh, a fair bit higher than that price right now. So 1701 for a, a new crop estimate is is not unreasonably high.
0: The time lag explains Manitoba's lower coverage level.
3: Yeah, Manitoba came out at, at under sixteen, fifteen eighty-eight. Uh, their uh, estimate was made a month previous. Both estimates are supposed to come off the market analysis group of Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada, and, and they adjust their expectations. But canola prices between December when Manitoba's Prices were tabulated, and in January, when Saskatchewan's prices were tabulated, canola prices were rising. Canola prices have been very volatile, so not a huge surprise to see a difference there.
0: I was surprised with some numbers. Manitoba numbers for spring wheat and barley were 80 cents higher.
3: I was a little surprised at that because I didn't think those had changed to that degree or in that direction. New crop barley prices are still very very strong, uh, well above the 577, more in line with with Manitoba's 653. I would advise producers that if they've got crops contracted Uh, If they're going to lock in prices either with contracts with an act of God clause or with a deferred delivery contract, either way, if they've got prices locked in that are better than the crop insurance prices, that uh, they utilize the contract price option where the contracted price is factored in or blended in with the crop insurance price to increase their coverage levels.
0: Hirsch explains the in-season crop option.
3: Well the in-season price option basically takes the real prices from late in the fall to early in the winter, I think it's September to about February, real live prices rather than an estimate and pays you out based on that market price. It's a double-edged sword though, the price can go up or down as compared to the crop insurance estimate. Then the premium is a little bit higher because typically that price is actually a little bit better. But if, for instance, you think that spring wheat prices are going to shoot up dramatically and the crop insurance price is too low for that, you might want to uh, tap into the in-season price option and see where prices do end up and, and that's what your crop insurance coverage would be based on.
0: After the break, we'll cover the crop insurance price levels for Pulse Crops. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small-town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Crop insurance numbers were released this week. After sending a tweet about the SAS crop insurance price levels, Kevin Hirsch received a number of comments from producers, including one regarding the 34 cents a pound for red lentils.
3: 34 cents, that may be something that skews the red lentil plantings just because it looks uh, very attractive. Red lentils typically yield better than the the large greens and are, are easier to grow. So that could be another case where crop insurance
0: coverage levels adjusts seeding plants. Farmers will be doing some number crunching in the next few weeks. The prices are a big part of the equation. Yields won't change
3: dramatically. In fact, in some cases, yield coverage will go up because it's based on 2020 as the last year of, of yield data used rather than the terrible year we had in 2021. So many growers will actually see their yields increase slightly and then apply these prices, see where your coverage levels are at, one thing that's going to be a bit of a shock is that premiums are going to look very expensive, but really the rate or the premium rate hasn't increased. It's just the fact that your coverage level has gone up. So if your coverage level is up 40%, your your premium will be up by a, a similar amount. So the bill for the premium is going to be higher, but your coverage level will be higher as well. How many producers look at their crop insurance coverage for determining seeding plans? typically not that many in a normal year but uh, after a serious drought and in areas that are are still prone to drought looking at crop insurance coverages could be a a factor for some producers.
0: The Minister of Agriculture expects more farmers will be obtaining crop insurance this year and Hirsch was asked his thoughts.
3: I think any change will be reasonably slight. My perception is that It's the areas that are more drought prone where the vast majority of producers are in crop insurance and it's the areas that are typically more sure crop that say "Mm, I'm not likely to claim under crop insurance very often and and they may still have that attitude. Now a few of them may change over but I, I think that the shift will be fairly minor. But if you look at money spent on all the farm safety net programs, Agri-Invest, Agri-Stability, Agri-Insurance, which is crop insurance, the big part of spending is crop insurance. That's the the safety net of most importance for most grain and oilseed producers.
0: Kevin Hirsch is an agricultural journalist, consultant, and farmer from the Cabri area in southwestern Saskatchewan market update is brought to you by nelson gm in assiniboia and avonlea with new inventory arriving daily they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle proudly serving southern saskatchewan for over 60 years see nelson gm today grain prices were mixed in early trading viterra prices for canola rose six dollars at nine sixty six twelve Number one red spring wheat went down ten dollars and fifty cents at four hundred forty-four dollars eighty-seven cents per metric ton. The rest were unchanged. Durham five fifty one sixteen. Feed barley three seventy-seven thirty-seven. Flax nine seventy-six fifty-three. Lentils eight fifty-nine eighty. Oats five fifty one fifty-three. Yellow peas six thirty-two thirty-two. Feed wheat two sixty-one sixty-five. At Minneapolis, March spring wheat rose 38.5 cents at ten thirty-nine and a half cents and a half cent a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. Now the latest quotes.
6: Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for the week of February the 23rd. Just a light run here this week due to the holiday Monday and the extreme cold weather we had. 950 in the sort, 150 cows and bulls, a total of 1,100 head for the week. Cows and bulls have been selling stronger the last couple of weeks. They were 4 to 5 cents higher here yesterday. D1, D2 cows 88 to 95, sales to 98, 99. D3 cows 72 to 85. Cows are averaging 8875. Lots of good quality bulls here sold yesterday. 110 to 120, sales to 124, 125. One exotic bull in the Nudif area topped out at 12750. The bulls are averaging 117.50. Onto the pre-sort sale, selling strong and active on the steer side. 500-pound steers 248, 570-pound steers 239, 640-pound black steers 225. My favorite pen: 710-pound black steers 208. 800-pound red black exotic steers at 199, 850-pound steers 191, and 950-pound red black exotic steers at 183. Onto the heifer side, 500-pound heifers, 205, 570s, 201, 650-pound tan heifers, 198, 710-pound red-black exotic heifers, 182, and 800-pound red-black exotic heifers at 177. This Friday, February the 25th, bred cow, bred heifer. There will be 5 to 10 cow-calf pairs coming in, featuring three herd dispersals, one herd reduction. Anybody looking for a 4-year-old speckle park bull? That will be for sale also. Sale starts at 11 o'clock this Friday. Last Friday, we had a sheep lamb goat sale, over 600 heads selling on a stormy Friday. Some highlights, 80-pound lambs, 306. 90-pound lambs, 301. 110-pound lambs, 262. Call ewes, 165, 165 to 173. Kid goats, 500-pounders, $148 a piece. And some board goats, 650 pounds, at $230 a piece. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day.
0: And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. sold 7,700 hogs Wednesday, selling a range of
4: $221 to $234 per ckg. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,500 head, selling a range of $220 to $235 per ckg.
0: Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. A plant-based COVID-19 vaccine developed in Canada has been approved. Health Canada's Chief Medical Health Advisor, Dr. Supriya Sharma, says Medicago's COVID-Fence vaccine will be used in adults 18 to 64.
3: The Medicago vaccine is the sixth COVID-19 vaccine authorized by Health Canada. And as with the other approved vaccines, Canadians can be confident that Health Canada conducted a thorough review to ensure the vaccine is manufactured to high quality standards and that the scientific data available to support the safety and the efficacy of the vaccine meet the Canadian standards.
0: It's a two-dose vaccine with a 21-day wait between jabs and found to be 71% effective against symptomatic infection and 100% effective against severe disease caused by COVID-19. On the markets, the TSX is down 185 points to 20,558. The Dow has fallen 700 points to 32,431. Oil is up $3.77 to ninety-five eighty-seven per barrel. The Canadian dollar has fallen 67 one-hundredths of a cent at 77.84 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.